Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is failed prospects. Our collaborators were Tyler Hudak, Morgan Llewellyn, Oscar Rios, Jason Melnichok, Sane Fleming, and myself. I will be the keeper for this playtest, and this is episode six. Our recap will be given by Josh Harwood as his character, Byron Phillips. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Josh? As I stand here, knife and shovel in hand, I can only think of a couple of quotes that I like to remember in times like this, I guess. I can't remember this guy's name, but scientists of today think deeply instead of clearly. One must be sane to think clearly, but one can think deeply to be quite insane. And the other that I like to think of, Edgar Allan Poe. Men have called me mad, but the question is not yet settled. Whether madness is or is not the loftiest intelligence. Whether much what is glorious, whether all that is profound, does not spring from disease of thought from moods of mind exalted at the expense of the general intellect. What I like to say to that is, I think I'm going a little bit insane. If only I had used my intelligence, maybe I wouldn't have got myself in this situation. I currently find myself in. If only I noticed she carried a large part on the way to us, with not a wince of pain. If only I noticed and realized that she had lived here for years by herself. So why did she ask for help to chop wood? It's very odd for someone who must do it on a daily basis. Why would such an independent woman need our help and only ask for one of us to go with her? If only I was thinking with my head and not my... <laughs> I, hope, I hope the others are okay. I would like to think they're looking for me. Doubtful. They probably assume I'm more than capable of looking after myself. I guess that's right, I guess. I wonder if I found the mine. I wonder if I found Baker and the others. Maybe even checked out the mining town. What if I found photos, a journal, an ounce of hope that the others are okay. Maybe something interesting, something that we can write about, become famous in our respective fields. Hope, hope is a fickle bitch. But I hope they're okay. I hope nothing has gone wrong. I hope nothing is broke, none of them are hurt. Everything will be fine. I have hope. I would like to believe the rock throwing was nothing more than predators of the jungle. Nothing that would do too much harm to the others. Predators. Imagine being one. The prey is what we were. The weak prey, ready to be pounced upon and teared limb from limb. Vulnerable, weak-minded, nothing more than lambs to be slaughtered. A sudden urge came to me, an urge to hunt. Urge to become part of the animal kingdom, to become a predator, to become a king. She chained me up, hung me from the rafters. She was ready to send me to the slaughterhouse, but my inner beast emerged. I ripped the chains from the rafters, wrapped it around her neck. I was prepared to kill, but I restrained. I took her keys, picked up the nearest shovel as defense. I chained her up. I was ready to interrogate her found out what the hell was happening, but then I saw the bodies. A mist surrounded me. The prey became the hunter. 
I don't remember much, but my hand, my hand was red with blood, and my face, red with blood. I had succumbed to my feral instincts. I was a king. I became one with the animals, one with the wildlife. I picked up her knife, covered myself with rags, and I stood there, shovel and knife in hand, covered in blood, ready to hunt my prey. I am the creature that hunts in the dark. I am the demon of the hollow. I will stalk my prey. I will tear them limb from limb. I am the curator from the deepest steps of this godforsaken place. I am the king. I am, I guess, Jane. Outstanding. <laughs> that was dynamite. All right. Well, you're a changed man, Mr. Byron. I love you. Oh. I'd love to be with it. Well, after that, um, I'll talk we'll to Byron a little bit first. Um, you emerge from the, the cabin. It's, uh, it's still very early in the day. Um, the, uh, the blood uh, dripping from you. Uh, pulling at the doorway where Jane lies inside. Uh, looking around, you can see the garden that she was working on, the wood that you were chip chopping. And uh, to, your, to your right, uh, you can see the direction that would lead back to site four. Uh, in Shichahalo, not because there's a path, but because you remember that's where you came from. What you can see is a very clear path heading somewhat uh, to the, uh, the north, the, the straight ahead of you. Um, you can only assume by sort of figuring out if you know, the camp was there and the mining town was there, this path might actually lead straight to the, the mining camp. Um, is there anything else you want to do while you're here? Uh, I, no, I don't think I am in the mental state to even warrant looking around or anything. So he is going to start walking in a direction he is certain will lead him to a campsite or wherever. But as he walks, he will occasionally stumble to the ground as if he's about to run off like a beast. Okay. Are you heading towards uh, the place where you came from, Camp 4, or are you going towards the mining town? I guess I would go to Camp 4, I think. All right. Yeah, All right. he would go to Camp 4. So you are heading towards Camp 4. Yeah. Um, it takes you about only about 30 minutes. And the reason why is because you find yourself swiftly running at moments. You run and you duck down. You run and you duck down. And you feel very much like you're becoming part of nature. Um, the animal instinct is there inside you. Um, you've studied so much biology. You've, you've always had a kinship with nature. And now something's been released inside of you. And very shortly, you come upon uh, campsite 
four. Uh, no one is there. Okay. I I'll start to walk almost almost normal towards the trucks, okay. and I am actually going to break the trucks. Okay, as you okay, the which ones? The ones that were there first, or the ones that I would the one... probably know that are working, and then make sure that the ones that. Oh, right. we're already there. Aren't working anymore. When say. you when you come up to the trucks with that intention, uh, you immediately realize that the the one working truck uh, has already been sabotaged. Do an someone, intelligence roll. Someone is beating me too. Uh, Seventy three on eighty. So. Um. You were out all night and obviously hanging in that shed. Jane would have had plenty of time to come back here and sabotage anything. This, this looks like if somebody would have come out here, they would have had to have known at least how to open up the hood of a car. Hmm. Jane, that fucking bitch. Uh, I, I'm just going to hit something anyway, whatever, I'm just okay. going to hit it. And then I'm going to see if I can scavenge anything and then head off towards the mining town. Okay. You can, you, can find, you can find anything that the guys left behind. There are, in fact, some poles um, uh, uh, in the back of uh, the, old, the older trucks um, for tents. There are dual luck roll. I'm going to snap for poles or attempt to. Uh, 54, which is a fail on the look. So. Okay. So you don't find anything more substantial than the pole. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm going to break the poles, whatever. And then when I do head to the uh, mining town, I'll stick to the trees. Well, when you break the poles, you do end up with one kind of sharp, sharp pointy stick. I will take all right, and right. you're heading towards the mining town. Yeah. All right, the rest of you are trapped inside the Assay's office. Um, the Assay's office is not in great shape, and uh, you, where you can see out, you can see that these creatures are approaching cautiously and getting in positions where they're surrounding the building. Clive had gone to the back of the assayer office to block, lock the back door. While he's back there, does he find anything of use? No. Broken pieces of wood is all. There's also a scale I, uh, on the floor, but that doesn't, that's not no good. For you. Uh, I shout out when actually lying behind the door or the, the, the window frame. I shout out to everybody. I'm like, I think we know where Dr. Baker and in the, in the first party, like disappeared to. Does the back door pull in or push out? Push out. Shit. I'm going to still try to take some of the broken wood and wedge it under the door, maybe wedge it into the seam to try to uh, help, help reinforce it being closed. 
Okay. Uh, so Cooper Smith also goes to the back. Uh, I, I, I think I can probably walk some and, uh, you know, holding, holding the wound with one arm, with one hand, uh, I'll get up to, to Clive and go, we, we got to get out of here. Come on, let's get out of here. Maybe they won't be out the back. We can slip out and, 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 and maybe, uh, you know, head out. We'll go north and, and loop around them. We got to get out of here. I got to get to a doctor. Didn't you see how many came out of the woods? I don't care. Let's go. Let's get let let's get out of here. Let's get out this back door and let's head out and maybe we can loop around. They live in the woods, doctors. They live in the woods. That's why we're in a building as small and ill defended as this is. James, you did you go into the general store or was that Marcus? We both did. did. What did you find in there? You know, a wreck of old foodstuffs and broken paraphernalia. Did you find anything that we could possibly use? Shovels? A, a mining town? Did they have any dynamite? There's <laughs> got to be some Civil War. I think dynamite lasts 80 years, 60 years. Anything. They took, uh, they took uh, you know, these boxes of bones we got are, are um, crates that survived but they're pretty spindly. You could try to hit somebody over the head with a cash register. I think we need to like make some noise. Yeah, well. They make some noise like loud, like, come on guys, is there anything in here that's actually loud? There's your gun. How much did you search of the general store? I I want to go back there, go over there. You're gonna cross the street with them out there? If nothing else, that'll give you a chance to escape out the back door. Maybe it'll draw them off. But if I can but outside find... the back door, there's nothing but more woods. Is there a rear window out the back? There is not. How many windows are there in total? Uh, there's just the front window. It's not a very, very large room. Right. Um, I, I open, and I there's, there's and... probably gaps between the pieces of wood, too. The building is almost falling apart. Okay, so I want to try and peek out, or even if need be, poke out uh, a peek hole to try and look out into the back and see if I see anything. Any of those creatures in the the area between the, the tree line and the building, or are they still way out in the tree line? Um, do a spot hidden for me. so low on luck all right no i failed all right yes you do see a number of these things come out have come out of the woods and they're approaching the back of the building uh they're probably within 20 or 30 feet of it okay oh god they're coming oh god i'm gonna go to the front of the say office and look out that window and see if i see anybody all right same thing. Do another spot hidden for me. And Clive is up there too. With you can do a spot head. hidden as well. Oh God, my I'm panicking. I don't see You're anything. Panicking. I'm like, right. oh God, I want to get out of here. Well, you see more of the creatures out there. Doctor Rathmore, you've been waving that gun around, scaring mm -hmm. the heck out of me and Byron for two days. Why don't you use it? Yeah, because I've already shot and like didn't do anything, and I don't have any bullets enough. You shot to miss. Show them what a gun can do. 
Dr. Hall, we're did defenseless. You pass? The creatures are still coming, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Dr. I open up the pass? front. I open yeah. up the front door and I start running uh, northward towards the mine. Okay. I start running to try oh, and get away. Well, All right. Clive, Clive was at the door, <laughs> and that's what he was listening and ready to go. So, either James bolts past me or he's following me. I think James is going to shove past you. However. Let's get back to the role that I had you make, and then I never right. had it. regular. You notice that there seems to be two different kinds of these things. Now, most of the ones that you're seeing are fairly large. Um, they've got horns and spikes on their bodies, and they've got these fairly primitive looking spears. But there's a couple of other ones in amongst them. Um, your first impression would be going by animals that, that maybe they're female because they're smaller. Um, but they also have somewhat primitive, not really clothing, but they've got adornments. Um, things like bracelets and necklaces on. And instead of spears, they seem to have sticks with one of these copper right. lights attached to the top of it. And they have other, they have little dangly things. And that's kind of, it's jewel. It's some sort of primitive jewelry, but you're getting the impression, I don't know that they're females, but they look more vicious. These, uh, the big ones look very serious, if you will. The smaller ones are baring their teeth and crouching and looking really vicious. Um, all right. And about that time is when uh, uh, Dr. Coopersmith uh, freaks out and shoves past you, uh, pushes you up against the wall as he makes a run for it. Um. So as he's running, I actually do want to do two things, but basically, <clears throat> would I notice, I mean, one of the smaller ones, would <clears throat> my archaeological background tell me anything? Well, you didn't say you were looking out the, the window, but... Uh... No, I actually have my gun out. I was actually looking out when, okay. from the last time. I came inside the door, and I had my gun outside the window. Well, we'll just say that at first you didn't notice this. It's just... It's... it's it, it, archaeology it doesn't tell you anything but anthropologically it it exactly that maybe they're the females or maybe they're shamans right instead mm. of so warriors i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep my gun trained on like um dr cooper smith to see if okay. anyone's coming close to him and i'm gonna get ready to shoot if anyone gets close enough to him okay as soon yeah. as he bolts a number of the warriors make their move and they move to head him off. Um, but you get the distinct impression that they're hurting him. They're not directly interacting with him. As long as he is running towards the mine, which is actually kind of uh, north, northwest. Uh-oh. Out so, town. Clive, after he'd been pushed up against the wall, he's also gone out the door. So he's 
I may be healthier, but I'm slower than James. So I may be going in that initial direction. I don't know. I, I, I have a move rate of seven. <laughs> I'm six. Okay. Yeah. So uh, while I may be going in that direction, I, I turn off to go into the general store. I'm looking for items. Okay. You'll, you'll have to cross their, the line of these things. Um, okay. They're between you and the general store. Yeah, I, I, at this point, I, I shout out, I'm like, stop, everybody, stop running everywhere. Because I can't, like, I'm like, I'm going I'm like, to, I, I'm, like, I, I, I'm in my, uh, my uh, 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 flea mode, and I'm just yeah. trying to flee. My intent is head north out of town on the road that I'm sure goes towards the mine. And at my earliest convenience, I want to try and hook off the road and try and you know loop around so i can get back to site four marcus what are you doing um giving up on any of these people to behave reasonably um so stabbed you have you were you were wounded um so there's in the essay up it's a fairly small building there's a window in the front there's gaps in the walls there's a counter there's a there's counter a, there's a broken scale uh, are there any other implements around? There's a chalkboard on the wall. There's a chalkboard on the wall. Maybe some melted chalk. Um, all right. I, you know, I basically, I'm thinking since I can't convince Rathbore to use uh, his weapon, I'm going to fashion my own. I've got uh, magnesium tape that will burn bright, white, hot, and scary. So I'm looking for the biggest stick I can find in there. Maybe there's, the railing on the counter will come off. There's definitely nice. some pieces of broken furniture and stuff in there that you could take it. So the, I'm, I'm starting. I'm going to start wrapping magnesium around the longest okay vertical thing I can find. Okay, yeah, easily you find you find something. It's a it was an old uh, writing table or something that's been uh, damaged, and you just pull the leg off and do that. That takes you all of one round, a couple seconds to do. Uh, and I and Harold is uh, is in the doorway trying to figure out who to save. Right. No, I'm not in the doorway. I'm actually on the windowsill. You're on the, the windowsill. Okay, okay, so you're on the door is wide open. And Clive, you've stepped out. Um, <clears throat> Clive and uh, and uh, Doctor Rathmore, um, you suddenly see one of these shorter. Uh, things um uh start running uh north uh towards well not really towards but in the same direction james is it's chasing james one of the warriors breaks off along with her and uh and starts running in that direction okay i shout out saying stop see if they get any reaction is there any reaction? No, no reaction so like i said shoot. i just, i have angled to the general store and if there's any of these creatures in front of me i'm going to try to you know i've got my trial out so you know it may not be menacing but i'm trying to dodge past him into the general store well you're actually going to have to run right towards a number of these warriors and and uh and the shaman or female or whatever it is 
translation, you're not getting around anybody. <laughs> you have to go through yeah. There's literally between you and the and the store. If you if you start making a move, the spears come up like they're getting ready to throw them at you. But you notice the little one holds the stick up and it starts to make movements in the air that almost look like it's doing some sort of a primitive dance. Do a power roll. No. Okay. As you move forward, you suddenly get, you're sort of racked with pain. And um, you, you, you almost feel like you're, you're um, like arthritis in your joints. They, they start to lock up as you're standing there. And the pain only continues to get worse as this thing moves and shakes the stick at you. Can I light my magnesium and charge out? Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, yelling out. Now's a chance to escape. That I'm, right. you know, yelling uh, the old Cincinnati team cry, and I've got this, you know, blazing bright thing. Everyone do well. Not not you, uh, James or, or Byron, but uh, everyone else do a. What would you call this? Um, do a spot hidden. We'll call it a spot hidden. Uh, not you, Marcus. Uh, well, Twenty-four. So that's a uh, extreme. Okay. So this is behind Clive, so I still roll. Yeah. All right. Pass. Yes. Okay. The pass is for as as Marcus comes busting out with this thing in his hand, uh, and he lights that magnesium. It's it suddenly is as bright as the sun, and you if you passed, you're staring at him when this happens. So. For a second, it burns the retina of your eyes. Uh, you, you end up with a spot. These freaking students, I swear. Um, but the creatures also react. They, they back up rather quickly. The, the, the woman thing start, stops dancing. And Clive, you feel the pain start to drain away. Um, Dr. Cooper Smith, uh, you're running towards the end of the town. Do a, do a power roll. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hard success. Okay. Maybe it's the adrenaline or whatever, but uh, the shaman that's chasing you also begins to make movements, and you feel kind of a, a slight nauseous for a second as you're running, but then it just it fades away. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're running, and if you look back, you can see the warrior and the shaman chasing after you. Um, and I try and quicken my pace. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll sync up our times now. Uh, Byron, as you, are, uh, as you are making your way through the woods, off in the distance you hear a, a gunshot. And it's coming from ahead of you. And you're muted. You're speechless. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I stick to the 
to the jung to the jungle to the hollow and I stick out of sight. If I have to, I get I start going prone. I don't care about the dirt. I'm one. I'm one with this hollow. I don't give a shit about it. All right. It takes you maybe another fifteen minutes, and you can see off ahead uh, where where the the forest sort of clears a bit. Um. You can see a couple of structures. You're pretty sure you're looking into a town. Um, it's still a long way off, maybe 300 feet. And you suddenly see Dr. Cooper Smith, and he's, he's running uh, actually you know, perpendicular to where you are. But he starts to veer off and try to run in your direction, thinking that he's running off on a path that's not leading towards the mine. Um, but he's still a ways off, and he seems to be being chased by something. Uh, someone to lure back. <laughs> what do you do? I'm going to uh, keep moving, but slowly, because if I think he's coming towards me, I want to try cut him off. Okay, so you're right out in the middle of the road? I'm, st- I'm still to the side until I come to cut him off. Okay. And then I'll be in. Dr. Coopersmith, right. do a uh, spot hidden as you're running. <laughs> no. All right, yeah. You don't see anything. You're just, you're just blinded. But, you, but you've seen this little path leading out of the out of the town, and so you're heading in that direction. Yeah, I'll veer onto that. Do a dodge roll as well. Oh, oh, that's that could be good. <laughs> Negative. No. All right. So you're running, and uh, uh. Uh, um, a rock or something, uh, possibly a thrown coprolite, uh, hits you in the back of the ankle, and you go down flat on the ground. Uh, Byron, you see this, and you see these two lizard creature dino men running up behind him, one with a spear and the other one with a, a, a scepter. Okay. Looks like a club. Okay. So I have like my knife tucked away, so I have my shovel and my pointy right. stick out. And none of them have spotted you yet. And I will get as close to Cooper Smith as possible. Then I will jump out, being like, I am the king of this hollow leave, and I'll be as loud as possible, and I will be waving. Oh, uh, just crazy nonsense in front of these All right. creatures. So, James, you're there. You look back in terror. These things are coming up to you. The, uh, the warrior has his spear like this, but he doesn't look like he's going to jam it into you. He's just coming up to you with it like this. The shaman is standing over him, and suddenly, over your shoulder, 
Byron jumps out of the shadows, his face and body covered in blood. He says, <laughs> I'm the king of the forest, or whatever he says. Um, yes, I am the king. The, uh, the, the shaman and the, uh, the warrior stop in their tracks and look up. And then um, immediately the, uh, the, uh, the warrior... Uh, he's got you sort of covered. He steps forward and he puts his foot on your wrist and then gets ready to chuck the spear at, at Byron. Uh, the shaman comes up to you also and she looks like she's making some sort of symbols over you. Okay. Um, um, hmm. uh, can, I, can I kick at the shaman? You you can if you want to, but you've okay, got the guy right to. over you with the spear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's on. He's standing on my arm, and so my other hand is probably like grabbing his ankle, but stabilizing myself that way. I want to, you know, pivot on my hips and start try and start kicking at the shaman. But before that happens, I've been training my gun on this whole situation because I've been following James. And if, as I'm seeing this happen, can I shoot this shaman? like with my trained kind of gun before she finishes whatever she's doing or whatever it is. I think that you and Clive and Marcus are still stuck back by the assays office. James has gotten to the end of the town and turned a corner and, and gone so, down the path. So the town oh, is okay. not even in visibility, right? Right. Well, the town is right behind you. It's, you haven't gotten that far down the path, but they can't see you. But you not can't the assayer's office. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. By the way, Byron is going to run like a wild animal towards, and he is going to throw the wooden like stake thing at the one with the that looks like it's about to throw something at me. All right. Um, but you're going to try to kick the shaman. Why don't you go ahead and do a brawl hole? Whatever they okay. call it. Nope. Yeah. She's got a 47. Uh, so you kick at her, but she's rather agile and sort of leaps out of the way. And she makes a few more signs and everything seems to sort of go black for you. Um, let's jump back to the others. We'll get back to your throwing your spear in a second. Um, Marcus, you have this brilliant light. The creature's don't want to stare at it. You guys don't want to stare at it. Um, where are you heading? Well, it's not going to last very long. That's the problem. Right. It's bright and hot, but it's brief. But it startled uh, them. They can't look at you. So Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Uh, you very likely could run past them to the general store if that's where you wanted to go. Uh, I guess that'll help Clive out, uh, and I can start burning stuff to keep them at bay, and then they at least are divided. Sure, I'll take the general store, and I'll wave it, you know, uh, aggressively toward the nearest reptoids as I go by, so as to suggest that I'm not in retreat, because I'm really not in retreat at all. I can do this whenever I want. They... Uh... They react to it as if you had just done something magical, obviously. 
um, which they, they cower back from. They don't run, but- Do they vocalize? With sort of this strange owl-like hooting sound. Um, doesn't sound like any animal you've ever heard, but it's a weird hoot. Maybe it's more like a monkey hooting, but- uh, um, And the yeah, big ones and, they, and the little ones are similarly vocal? Yes, yeah, and they, uh, and they, as I say, they're startled by it, and they sort of turn away so that you guys go by, because um, they don't want to look at the bright light. Um, so you manage to get past. Um, and if I and if I hold it between me and Clive, I can sort of help him get past. I that. think you can all make a run for it because the creatures have literally done this. So, Rathmore, come! You going, Rathmore? You're muted. So where exactly is this in relation to the assayer's office? Like, where did the, where's the bright light happening? And then, like, where, like where, what's the proximity? Like, I'm just trying to get the bearings of I mean, they're where they're cowering the from. from each other when there was a street at a little bit of an angle. And it probably wasn't a very wide street. It's probably a little more than a wagon's wide. Right. Okay, so see, you were at the assayer's office down at the bottom. And you were going towards the general store. The creatures are basically in the street and the, the creatures are behind the assay's office. Um, and you guys are running this way. So even if the creatures are here, the bright light has startled them. They don't back away, but they don't, they can't look directly at you. They're startled. So you run this way. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Smith has run down the street and gone this direction. Yeah. But you're, are you saying that he's gone toward West Haven or has he gone to the left? So West, ha West Haven is back this way. He's right. gone this he went way. went past the jail in his panic instead of straight through. He actually doesn't realize it, but he's heading towards uh, Jane's cabin, which is where Byron's come from. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to pop out. Um, quickly go through the door and then gosh they're all over the place right yeah huh what, to where the store the, the start a fire how how where's the shamans like how many shamans like i look around quickly and i see like how, how many ones are small uh like there's only there were only the two of them and one of them has chased after james so and how close is the other one um the other right out in the middle of the street. So maybe uh, if you're, if you're going to run out of the street, maybe 10 or 15 feet is all. So I'm going to come follow everybody, but I'm going to keep my gun trained on the shaman as I'm running down okay. that main central. All right. Since you're right behind Marcus, n none of them are looking at you. They're, they're having to avert their eyes because of the blinding white light of the magnesium. Okay, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to get as close as I can as I'm running past. I'm going to shoot the shaman. You shot the shaman, but you didn't shoot the deputy. No, sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> so shot the shaman. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say you, you pretty much come up point blank. So yeah. roll, roll for your firearm just to see if it malfunctions. That's all. 
no, it doesn't. It's like 79. So it's right. Okay, so go ahead and roll for damage. You literally put the gun right up to her chest and fire. Yep. So my damage is... Oh, that's a lot. Okay, let's see here. Oh, your head disappeared. <laughs> that's... I know. Nine points of damage. Um, oh, it's point blank. So you get you get nine points of damage plus you get a full damage. So really you do 18 points of damage. Um, you, you literally blow a hole in her chest. Uh, her body splatters, um, uh, falls back, and it takes the, the uh, warriors a moment to realize what's happened. Uh, and I assume you continue on. Oh, yes. The general store. Not All stopping right. a beat. By the time you get to the general store, which is literally just seconds later, uh, the magnesium strip is starting to fade quickly. Um, I'd like to, and I'm sure wood is on fire because it's on Right. Oh, it's extremely and, hot. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to chuck my end in their direction and get ready to roll oh, another one. Yeah, and we should keep and the I, I tell corner. I quickly tell, uh, quickly tell Mark is like, light it and keep it. Because, you know, we need it. All right. Roll so you've it gotten, it. Don't light it. You've gotten into the, uh, the general store. Um, the creatures are recovering. They're still a little blinded. It takes them a moment to realize the, that the shaman is dead. And then they start hooting and uh, realizing where you've gone and uh, start moving towards the, the building, this time far more aggressively. Quick, find some weapons, find some accelerant. If we don't find weapons, let's start a fire. If nothing else, we maybe we can dr draw them in here and trap them. But at least we have a signal to maybe bring anybody here. Maybe it'll get Brian here. Maybe the Indians from the reservation will see it. Maybe there's towns to the north. Anything, but let's Please. get a smoke fire going. I think that's a nice idea. I don't. I think that at this point we're we're in survival mode at this point. Like I'd like to I like to buddy up at this point. I don't think there's any time to build a fire. Like literally, these people are these things are going to be on us. So let's find weapons. Like I'm gonna I got my gun out and I'm. Carol, you know, you're the only damn one with a weapon. We need something. Help us search for it. Uh, no, I should actually keep my gun out just in case they come in. Go look around. I'll keep you guys covered. I'm gonna stay on the door. Quickly find some weapons and then get my back on the back. Let's do, let's do this buddy style, so that like there's two of us going, you know, watching each other's back. I'll stay on the door to make sure that no one comes through that door. Prof Hall, uh, you, you know, you you look at the shelves. I'm gonna get another uh, torch ready because the torch uh, scared the bejesus out of them. Uh, and I I'm through the but shelves. They're angry I'm now. I'm I'm looking for. There's got to be. Civil War era uh, weapons, yeah, even if it's a uh, bayonet, there's got maybe there's some kind of accelerant. Um, it, you know, 60 plus years old, but there's got to be something in here that he's he's digging for. All right, Clive. Do a luck roll. Nope. All right. Um, you're hopeful that you're going to find some sort of flammable 
liquid. Um, you don't. You find broken bottles of what have been, would have been alcohol that have been broken a long time ago. You find definitely in the ruins an area. I mean, it's, it was a general store that was abandoned in the right. middle of something. You find a place that your your best guess is this is where they would have had guns on display and ammo, but all the guns are gone and all the ammo is gone. Okay. Which means that they might have actually grabbed them themselves to defend the town originally and right. they lost. <laughs> so Clive is now gathering up. This was a general store, so there would have been shelves of clothes. There would have been other stuff that's flammable he's going to start piling it together in a, a corner. Okay. And then with that, Marcus, when you're done with your next bird stick, stick, here's something that you could ignite. Well, if we burn the building we're in, we're going to fry. I mean, we, we don't have, this, this is a freestanding building. Uh, there I'm happy to, really, there's old preserves. There's old preserves, so you could you could make some. You could put rags in jars that we could throw uh, once they're lit. But I I don't want to set the building itself afire. Right, I agree. Again, when there, we have to exit this place, at least a fire here will give us some kind of distraction and hope. Right, but not until we're leaving. We're not setting up the place we're in on fire. Also, like, if we light the thing on fire and we leave the place, I mean, they're going to follow us. Like, that's not going to be much of a distraction. Like, I don't, I can't imagine they're going to be like, oh, there they go. We're going to keep going in the building where the fire is. Like, I just don't see that happening. Like, especially considering their movements, right? Harold, like I said, if we can draw them in here, but if we cannot draw them in here and with all of these, look at that big bay window at the front of the store, the door. They're easily going to get in here. And I'm already looking for a back door at the same time. You can already see that they're approaching outside with the intent probably of rushing you guys. And, you know, they're, they're numerous, but they're shamanless. Do they, do they behave differently without uh, leadership? It doesn't look like it. And they're just they're just they're just making weird hoots at each other, right? And brandishing. Are they mostly carrying stone-tipped spears. Correct. Uh, what do they? If they are there, any that are unarmed? No. So the ones that threw rocks were just setting their spear down to throw a copper light. Do they? Are do they have horny heads? Are they clawed? Yes. Yeah. And they're big. Fairly, yeah, fairly large. Yeah. As they come closer, I'm going backwards towards the back to see if there's an actual way out of here to the back. Um, is there windows in the back? Is there any windows aside from the front one in the front of the store? There are a couple of smaller windows in the back, and there is a back door. Um, Do I see anything through the smaller windows as I'm going back there? Uh, I'd say most likely yes. By now, they've ran, some of them have ran around to the back of the building as well. So if we, if we take these old you know, rotten peach jars and stuff a rag in them and a piece of magnesium, we can start throwing out little firecrackers. And they don't yes, understand fire that's a good at idea. All. 
Right That's a great idea because fire. you can throw it out there and then we can get out of here. So that'll actually distract them. Let's do that. And I'm afeard, you know, I, I, I was begging you to shoot uh, Professor Rathmore, but, you know, they don't know the difference between the fire and the shot or what happened. They're just... Yeah, but the only problem, Mark, is that if I start shooting and if I don't do anything, there's, there's many more numbers of them. At least we got the shaman. I'm looking for some sort of advantage that we can get. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can actually keep shooting each one of these guys. Like, we got to, like, figure out a strategy here to get out, of, get out of this mess. Yeah. They probably can't see too good yet either, but they will. All right, let's jump back to Byron. Byron, uh, you rush forward at the, the warrior. Um, oh, no, and you, I'm sorry, that's not what you said. You threw the, the stick at him. Uh, do a... Um, man, uh, the, Brawl, <laughs> brawl roll. I am, uh, I am running as well as I throw it. Okay. Uh, that is just a pass. Okay. He got an 06 on his dodge. So basically, he catches your stick in midair and flings it to the side and uh, moves forward to you. You can see that Dr. Coopersmith has stopped moving. And uh, the shaman is looking up at you as the, the creature is moving forward. It doesn't look like it's attacking you. It looks like it's having a standoff with you. I am Jane, and I pull out my knife, and I lunge at him with my knife. Okay. He's then going to try and kill you with that. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm just insane at this <laughs> Again, just a pass. What is you got a 15. <laughs> so as you move forward, he rather, he's looking at you like this is somebody who's completely inexperienced in fighting. And he just jams the spear into your shoulder. Um, he's going to do five points of damage as he oh, does Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I'm on two HP. <laughs> okay. And, and you're kind of skewered on it. So he pushes you back, trying to trip you so that you fall to the ground. Um, That's a major wound as well, isn't it? Yeah. Do a... Um, do a dex roll. Skewered. That's a very good that, thing. That is a hard success. Okay, you manage not to trip, um, but as he's sort of holding you with his spear, uh, you see the shaman once again making some sort of symbols in the air. And as you do, do a power roll. Do a power roll with a, with a, a penalty. My power is so low, I'm not. Probably don't need it. Nope, no matter. All right. You okay. feel lightheaded for a moment, and then everything goes black. I'm Jane. This last thing I say. I just say, I am Jane. <laughs> All right. You guys are in the... Uh, you're not dead, but... Uh, uh, okay, you guys are back in the general store. What do you guys do? Did you hear a strange cry? Like, I'm Jay. I'm Jay. You wouldn't be able to hear that. It's too far away. Um, all right. So uh, I say to Marcus, get that, get that ready. Let's 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 go out this yeah. back door. 
and so they I'm, I'm you know, whatever jars are intact enough to stuff something in. Okay. And tear off a strip, you know, just a couple inches of magnesium to make it bright and hot. Okay. And I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna throw them. I'm gonna start just putting them on what's left of the counter as, to make them as fast as I can. So now I'm understanding you're using empty jars, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's old fruit jars or, yeah. Oh, well, there's, yeah, there's probably jars for canning that were there already sure. anyway. Right, and, sure. and whatever rags and bits of, bits and bobs. Okay. The, the creatures are uh, practically in the doorway, and it looks like they're going to rush in. Um, Dr. Rathmore, what are you doing? You is, have your... Did we get, is there, there is a back door, but it's smaller, or there's a back door, but it's obstructed? There's a back door, but you're pretty sure there's some of these things out there. Right, but we only we're they're entering primarily through the front. Is Correct. So okay, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna light one and try to throw it so that at least I'm gonna try. It, I'm not gonna throw it so that it lands in front of it and sets the store on fire, but either hits it or goes past it and bounces off it. Okay, do a throw roll. Oh, do I have any yeah. sportive ability at all? Not only the norm. Photographer, damn it, Jim. Yeah, that's a fail. Okay. It's a 45 for 20. So, so you throw it and the jar goes past it um, and it startles it. I mean, it's, it's those magnesium is extremely bright. Uh, startles it, but then it just looks pissed. Yeah. Um, so they start coming through the broken window and the door. They're not... They're not moving fast. They're moving almost tactically. Does it seem to anybody else that they're trying to capture us? Yes, it does. But my question is, as, if this is all going on with Marcus, how close is the window to the door? In the back. In the back? Well, I imagine it's a small door with maybe two little windows on either side. It's the back Are they, door. Can they, do, they, do they open up? Or do they have like openings? Can I, you know... Uh, they're they're broken glass, so they're both open. So how close is one of the magnesium jars that Marcus had? On the counter. He's lined them up. I'm going to grab one. I'm going to throw one out the window. I'm going to get as close to the window as I can. Throw one out the window so it hits the ground just outside the door. Okay. So it does a big flash outside the door. Okay. I assume you light them before you throw them, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Light, I'm going to light it. Throw it outside the door and then get ready to open the door. All right. Yeah, there's a bright, brilliant flash as it as it hits okay. out there. Open the door, tell everybody like, let's get out now. And then I'm gonna and like I'm gonna open it. Does it open inward or outward? Outward. Open it outward, right? And I'll say I'll cover you and then say go quickly. And I'll try to have my like gun like right here, kind of to presuming. This is the Pretty front door or the enough. back door? Sorry. Back door. The back door. Okay. It's the back door. I'm so, so I'm like gathering my jars. God damn it. All right. Uh, as you go out of the back door, um, there are four of these creatures, uh, the warrior type, and they immediately rush towards you. 
they're they're keeping their eye sort of off the, uh, the blinding light, uh, but they're not backing down this time. So you're coming out with your gun first, and you are pretty much surrounded. I mean, you're there's four of them in front of you. Out the back, like yeah. even with the with the blinding light. Yeah. Well, like I say, they're 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 turning their eye away from it, but they're they're not backing away. They're not so startled this time by your okay. magic. And I so I, I I presume I was covering everybody as they're going through, so I'm probably gonna be the last one out, not the first one through. Clive was probably the last because when he saw Marcus throw the jar that actually did ignite, he grabbed one of the jars to throw it into the pile of gathered up clothing and he's with his lighter setting it on fire. Okay. Then he'll start going out. Okay, so then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna follow Marcus out and then you're gonna have to follow out, out from behind us, Clive. Yep. There's right. one direction we can't look either because there's a giant smoky bright thing smashed on the ground. Right. There's four reptoids with spears raised, hooting. Well, the, the blinding thing is right at the base of the stairs as you come out the door, because that's where... Uh, yeah. That's well, outside the door. Right, right outside that's the door. Outside that door, right, because like, that's what I did. Right. right. So they can't look at us for a second, and now, no. the, and now Clive's lighting up the building behind us. Right. And I'm going to look downward and like just run like a bat out of hell, like around... Hopefully Marcus is going to like, you know, be in front of me, but I don't, you know, I'm going to keep running like with my head trained downwards, but looking at feet or whatever, just to make sure and then run around like past. All right. Do a dodge roll. What is my dodge? Where is it? Oh, there it is. 13. Yes, I did dodge. Okay. Um, as you scramble away or you start to, to run, um, you can feel um, one of these copper light stones come whizzing past your head, um, but it misses. You see it, in fact, you see it go past your head into front of you, roll on the ground. Um, they're pretty good shots, but <laughs> they missed you. All right, what's uh, Cly uh, Dr. Clive and Marcus so, doing? Clive was the last one out, so I I'll let Marcus do his thing and then Clive will tell you what he's doing. Okay. You're kind of trapped unless you want a chance running past them. They do well, have big spears. <laughs> I see Marcus went mute. Um, Clive being the last one out and knowing full well that he's slower than everybody else, is going in the opposite direction with the hope that he can at least draw some away and give his uh, uh, associates a chance to get away. But there's like, there's like a bunch of them in the front though, right? Like, yeah. Huh, I, like, I don't know that till I get out there. No, no, no. If you're going, well, oh, I, I was even, even left or right from the back door away from, away from where you went is a different right. direction. Correct. You're going. You're going out the back. You're going out the back door, right? I'm going out behind you. Oh, okay. You went left. I'm going right. All right, uh, Professor Hall. You only managed to take a few steps in that direction, 
before you realize that there are more of them coming around the, the side of the building. It, they've all got spears pointed at you, and now they're within three or four feet of you. Um, unless you're going to run onto their spears, you're no. kind of stuck. And there's a there's a an old well behind the general store. Mm -hmm. uh, is there a is there a uh, any uh, is there any vertical part of that still? Very like, little. There's a few stones. And there's just a dark pit. Just a, a hole. Yeah. Uh, I surrender. Having seen what they can do, uh, Clive too does realize his best chance is later, not now. Okay. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, because these are animals, so I'm gonna indicate, I'm not gonna put anything down, but I'm gonna stop moving and I'm gonna put my head down and then up and look at, try to make eye contact, I guess, with the big one. All right, uh, Dr. Rathmore, uh, you managed to run past a few of them, uh, but very quickly you realize there is maybe another party of these things coming out of the woods with a shaman. Um, okay. Um, from which, which direction? From my left or my right? From ahead of you. Uh, so um, you're really, your only options would be to run back between the buildings and out into the street or into the woods. But either way, you're not getting away. As far as you're, you're, you're stuck. Okay, I'm gonna go out and open. At least I'm gonna. I'm sorry, there. say that again. I'm gonna go out into the open. Okay. Not, I'm not gonna go into the woods. I'm gonna go straight. Okay. Open. Well, you're running towards these things. Then that's what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, before I make that final decision, I look in the woods. But they're coming out of the woods too, right? Yeah, there's there's other ones in the woods. These things have you guys surrounded. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll go. I'll go out to the. I'll go out to the middle. The clearing. Whatever. All in right. The middle. Mm -hmm. Um. Are you acting in any way aggressive, or they pretty much got you surrounded with spears? Yeah. No. I go. I go out to the middle, and I hold up my gun like this. Like, uh huh. I'm just holding up. And I'm I'm looking around to see if anyone's making any 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 one of them is making an aggressive gesture or anything. Well, all right, uh, Doctor Hall and and Marcus, you guys are behind the building. Uh, the creatures have come up to you. Uh, you can't see back out through the 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 now smoking uh, general store um, into the street. Mar uh, Doctor Brathmore, you are in the street. And what you see uh, sort of through the crowd of warrior uh, creatures, uh, you can see a big warrior fellow and a shaman over there as well, uh, north of you. And they are dragging Byron and uh, Dr. Coopersmith. Uh, they've got some sort of primitive rope around their legs and uh, they're just dragging their bodies behind, the warriors dragging the bodies. Um, you don't know whether they're alive or dead, but Byron's got blood all over him. 
And barely wearing anything. Yeah, and barely wearing anything. Um, Are they driving us in that direction toward them? If so, Clive is going to try to go up to Byron, who looks the worst, and if... Well, like I say, you're back behind the building, so you haven't seen that. Oh. You don't know that they're there. I thought um, they were driving us together. The shaman uh, uh, that was with uh, Byron and Dr. Coopersmith moves towards Rathmore and doing some sort of a dance. Oh, God. I'm going to start uh, shooting it before he can... He can like before he gets into his thing, I shoot right away. Wow. Okay. Um, what do you fire your gun? Uh, the creatures. Let's see. All right. Uh, go ahead and do a, a, a your shot. Wow, an eight. Okay. Um, good. You hit the shaman. Uh, roll for damage. All right, that is six points of damage. All right, six points of damage. Uh, you hit her, and uh, she sort of spins around backwards. And I mean, at this moment, you are surrounded by you know, five spears, five or six spears. Um, they all lunge towards you. Uh, I don't know how you could possibly get out of the way. Um, do a dodge roll. Well, were they were they far enough back? I guess, or like, how far was a shaman to you? Had you had surrendered? Um, they were they were literally four to five feet from you. Uh, the shaman was twenty feet from you. Okay. Let's see. Uh, I guess if I spend some luck, I could make it. All right. <laughs> yeah, if I spend luck, I can make it. I'm going to spend some luck and make it. All right. They only wound you. They... They jab you hard enough to where you probably drop the, the, the gun um, and they kick you to the ground and sort of pin you to the ground. You're uh, going to take four points of damage um, and they probably beat you unconscious. That that seems to be, at this point, you've oh. killed two of their shamans. Um, Damn straight. Marcus and Clive. Uh, the newly arrived shaman um, comes running forward, and as she does, she makes certain symbols with her hand. Uh, both have been brought around to the front. For the, what's that? We've uh, you're actually still front. behind. This is the one that was moving towards uh, Rathmore, but he he went out into the street. Um, you guys are still behind the uh, general store. Do a power roll. Both of you. I rolled a 94 for my 40 power. Okay. <laughs> I beat you a 96. All right. 
Uh, when you, the last thing you sort of see here is this symbol and you feel drowsy and you suddenly pass out. All right. So you're all passed out. Sometime later, you're not exactly sure how long it's been. You begin to open your eyes and your first impression is that you're cold and uh, either you've gone blind or it's very dark where you are. Um, but you, after a few minutes, you can see the flickering light of torches or something like that uh, off in the distance. You realize, this is all of you, you're all waking up. You realize that you're in some sort of um, little cave within a bigger cave. Uh, it has uh, pieces of wood that have been fashioned into kind of bars uh, in order to make a, a cage. You guys are inside, you're, you're blocked inside the cave, the cave with this, this door. You also smell, you can smell the smell of feces uh, and, and sweat and slowly you begin to realize that there are other people in this little cave with you. You're pretty sure um, that there are, there are a few other people in here. Though everybody in, in the room is sort of just leaning against walls and, and, and not doing anything. Now, I was uninjured uh, when I was hypnotized. Correct. Am I not, in any pain? Not, not particularly. Maybe a little slight headache. Uh, am, I, am I clothed? Yes. Is, do I still have my boots on? You do. How about the bag, my backpack? Um, you still have your backpack. Okay, that's something. Uh, you, you were all here. I am the king of the forest. I am Jane. Just every few seconds, you just hear it repeated. Uh, I, I smell. Uh, where are we? Are we able to treat them? What's going on? In, in the, where are we? You're not, not even sure where they are. I mean, you know that you're, it's not a huge cave. And we, were, we're, we woke up lying on stone? Oh, uh, yes, it's rock. At this point. It's rock and dirt underneath you. So we're separated. I'm presuming we're dazed. No, you're yeah, you're you're a bit dazed, but you're no, you're all in the same. It's just because it's pitch black. We don't know where we are. Cooper Cooper Smith uh, starts to sit up, favoring his shoulder. Ah, what's going on? Where are we? What is this? I am Jane. I'm not forest. We, I think, uh, uh, is that Cooper Smith? Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that Clive, uh, Professor Hall, and I think are alive. I'm here. But um, Wait. keep speaking so I can crawl towards you. The king of I'm the here Lord. too. I'm here too. Where is everybody? Oh, good God, Rathmore! Do you have a gun? Do I have my gun? No. No, they took it. Um. Uh, 
who's whispering? That, uh, that sounds like Byron. Is that Byron? Oh, it does sound like Byron. Is that you, Byron? I am Jay. What is he mumbling about? I don't know. I think he's crazy. He's gone crazy. Hey, guys. Uh, let's get, my like, shoulder is killing me. I want to crawl to the closest voices so I can actually get closer to them. I presume there's enough light to see just maybe barely in front of us. or oh, Yeah, almost not even that. You can feel... You can see a twinkling of light off in the distance out of the cave, but... But um, it looks like fire? Yeah, it's the twinkling of fire, but it's... I think uh, they have fire. I didn't uh, think they had fire. I, I'm going to wow. touch to my wounded shoulder, even though... And then I'm going to rip off a bit of rag and attempt to... Okay. Just... To do a, yeah, you can do a... a, a, a First aid. First aid roll. Uh, Dr. Rathmore, as you're sort of trying to crawl towards somebody, you, you put your hand on somebody's leg, and, and he says, find your spot. <laughs> so, who, who, who are you? Who is that? That's a 22-145. That's a hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can get one point back. Who, who, the, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who is this? Cincinnati. This is George Lynch. This is Dr. Rathmore. Who is that? This is Dr. Lynch. Dr. Lynch? What are you doing here? Like, what's going on? How did you get in here? That's a very stupid question, Professor Rathmore. You you must have come and gotten captured by these things. Yeah, tell us, tell us about it. What happened? Where are we? Do you know? I think that we're in the mines. It's cold enough. But this doesn't look like a mine. This looks more like a cave. How long have you been in here? Uh, I'm not sure. How the hell would he know? Where's uh, the rest of your team? Well, Dr. Baker is over there. But he's Mike Baker's alive. Yeah, but he's completely uh, he's completely lost it. Um, Henry Henry's here somewhere. Martin Claire is gone. Claire got Claire's lost gone? before we even got here. They took Victoria. Eugene. Some of them are dead. I am. Who dead. is that? Tucker. Tucker's going. They were ripped apart limb from limb. Have you been able to communicate with him? What, with the creatures? Yes. They're not interested in communicating. What do they they want with us? What do they want with us? That that Jane woman, she's with them. I am Jane. What the hell is that? Who is... Is that one of ours? Somebody lost their mind also? Yeah, I think so. I think that sounds like Byron. Who the hell is Byron? Byron, where is is Jane? I am Jane. I saw you're going to get out on me, by the way. (laughs) You're not going to get much. Clearly crazy. I don't think think rationalizing it. What are are these monsters? What do these things want with us? Jane, Jane, is Jane in here? I'm going to fucking kill Jane. Uh, 
I am Clay. James and Luke okay, are best things. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Like, we have to think. What's like? Do you, is anything else you can tell us? We have to. We have to get out of here. There's a. There's Which thing. Jane or her sister or her granddaughter from the ages that we've heard and seen, it sounds like generations of them. I don't know, but Jane, she came back and she looked younger. Looked younger? What she, do you mean? I mean, the Jane we met was an old woman. And then Eugene and Clara went missing. And that night, these things came out into the town and surrounded us. And then Jane showed up, only it was a younger Jane. And she told us that we had to go with those creatures into the caves. The caves are in the back end of the mine. And we didn't want to go. And we all seemed to have fallen asleep and found ourselves here. Well, they, uh, did you know, you know, um, Come now, John. You know you know Dagam well. That the younger one had to be the uh, a uh, daughter of the original Jane. They took. They took Victoria. We could hear her scream. She saw something, but she never came back. They took Doctor Baker too, and we heard him scream, but they brought him back. They took John. He didn't come back. Okay. Now they're just, they're just waiting to take the rest of us, but they only seem to take one at a time. What are they feeding you? I haven't eaten. They're not feeding us. Taking mm. one at a time then we need to act now while we still have our strength. I think Dr. Whatever Baker came back. Be. Dr. Baker came back completely insane. Where is he? Is he here? He's there against the wall. Okay. You, can, you can't, can't really see him, but... You can't see him, right? You can sort of see a vague shape. She and I were one with the hollow. We still are. What the hell is that? So describe... Friend? the bars that are that have us caged in they're pretty much simple uh pieces of wood you know maybe uh an inch and a half to two inches thick fairly straight stripped of branches and tied with some sort of primitive rope and just wedged into ceiling and floor pretty much yeah i mean there's a there's kind of a, a primitive door where they okay. can put things in and take things out. It doesn't look like it would be that hard to get out, but yeah. you would be getting out into pitch black cave. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, this is freaking out, uh, uh, James. And so he's going to go over to the, to the walls and, and if necessary, maybe lay down on the ground on his back and use his feet to try and kick at the, uh, at, at one bar at a time and try and break its, uh, its support at the bottom. Cooper Smith, wait Something. till day, wait till day. No, we gotta get out of here now. Don't wake the hollow. And I don't want to, they're not coming to get me next. No way. No way. And I start kicking. They they will eat you. Go ahead and do a strength roll. Like I will eat you. Do we even know if it's day or not? Hard success. All right. Um, A couple of kicks and you realize that with a couple more kicks, you could easily break the door of this thing open. Great. Hold on, Cooper Smith. Anybody in here tried to break the door down before? You've been in here for a week or so. Did none of you try to break the door down? I don't think Cooper Smith is in, is in a rational state. So mm-hmm. I keep kicking to get that door down so I can He'll try and get out. Doing it, but you can still like, ask your questions. Uh, Byron is going to move towards where he can have a kicking. If he is going to. You, you, you won't get out. Um, but you do, you do, you break the door, really. It just pops. Clive is going in the same direction because that was his comment. Escape while we still have our strength. Surely the general store on fire has attracted some attention. They forgot this town existed or they pretended to. Do you think the people of West Haven care about us? West Haven is too far. I'm hoping that either the Indians or any town to the north. The Come Indians on, Marcus. Have... There's got to be hope someplace. I just think we have to get out of here. <laughs> At this point, I don't care about like the survival. Exactly. You may eventually feel me because I'm crawling towards, so you might feel me like to <laughs> grabbing onto you. Actually, you find yourself grabbing onto somebody else, somebody smaller, oh. and you realize that uh, there's... There's still a couple of other people in the room, uh, both of whom were asleep. But they wake up. Um, Henry Bates and Martin Butcher are still alive. Uh, they look like they have been injured, um, but uh, they reacquaint themselves with you. So what you have is Dr. Tucker, Dr. Lynch, Henry Bates, and Martin still alive. Hey, guys. Uh, um so have have you tried to escape have you tried like, what, what what are we what, what can we do what, do you know when they're coming back baker suddenly baker suddenly speaks up oh who is that is that uh is that my brother martin you you finally showed up for the party i am jane <laughs> apparently jane's here too <laughs> <laughs> says, why, why would you want to leave the party? You've just arrived. Oh, boy. Well, I'm hearing enough of this. I'm, I, you know, I'm with, it's like, does Dr. Cooper Smith break the, do- break the door open or break through the... He does, yeah. Yeah, I'm still heading in that direction. I'm literally All crawling right. over. Clive <laughs> And All right. the flickering light is from the direction that the broken door is down some stone passage. 
Uh, correct. Okay. You I'm think you can anywhere. go, you can't really tell if you can go the other way or not. You don't know. When it's pitch black, it's hard to tell that anything's there at all, except for yeah. So you have the door open, left or right, towards the light or away from the light? Uh, towards the light, I guess. Towards the light. All right. And who's going? Let's stay, let's stay, to, let's stay together. So I, I tell everybody, like, let's stick together and let's, let's, let's get out of here together. I go, I go away from the light because I not listen to anyone. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm hanging back by the by the wooden gate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Three groups. Screams first. All right. Who Dr. Hall. First and loudest. Uh, Doctor Hall, which way were you going? Again, he was he was already making his way toward James when he was kicking at okay the gate. So he would have been behind him All right. toward the flickering light. So James and Dr. Hall are heading towards the light. And and so, Rathmore. And, and Rathmore. And Rathmore. All three uh, of Marcus is staying in the back. He's staying towards the, the cell with the other prisoners in it. Right. We don't seem to be interested in leaving the cell. Uh, and Byron has turned and gone the other way into the darkness. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. All right. Um, okay. Byron, I am going to ask you to do a dexterity roll. Oh, nine. <laughs> okay. For um, you find that you have to kind of walk along, putting your hand on the wall to make sure that you don't run into anything because you can't even see your hands in front of your face. It's so black. All right. So you guys, you're moving that direction. Um, Dr. Cooper Smith, uh, Dr. Rathmore and, uh, and Dr. Hall, um, you're heading towards the light. Uh, you can see uh, far down the passageway, one of these lizard men, uh, he just seems to be standing there, but there is an opening uh, where the light is coming from uh, before you get there. Uh, and you are fairly much in shadow, although you don't know if these things can see in the dark or what. Um, as, you, as you're moving down the passage and you come to the opening, you see that this opening opens up into a cavern uh, that's enormous, uh, maybe 500 feet across, um, uh, maybe 100, 150 feet high. And in the middle of the room, you can see a circle of shamans. Uh, it looks like there's maybe seven or eight, nine of them. Uh, they're smaller. There are uh, warriors around the outside of that. And there's a place where the ceiling sort of dips down somewhat uh, and makes a flat, flat ceiling, a flat black ceiling with more what look like um, formations that sort of dip down into the room. They're kind of a 
almost a purplish black tipping down into the film. But you can't see what they're surrounding as you are uh, looking into the room. They seem to be in the process of worshiping or doing something. Well, I think we gotta get out of here like as quietly as possible and try to make yeah, a um so that sounded like that was a side a sideway. Is there a way to and then if we keep going, there's one lizard guy over there, right? Possibly more around the corner, but yes. Possibly more around the corner. Um, I silently turned to my companions, uh, barely holding my urine in, and 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 go, "What do we do?" You know, silently. What do we do? He's less of a threat than they are. Let's try to overwhelm him. So all three, you know, all three of us attack him. So the question is, is that like from our vantage point, there's no way to get around him. We'd have to go like, is there any way that we can slip around from basically where we're standing or where we are to slip by? No. And don't forget, he's got spikes all over his back and arm and everything else. So grappling is not a good idea. Have we, have we, as we've been crawling along this passage toward him, have we found any loose rocks, anything we can use to bash with? Oh, um, not right where you are in the passage, but the inside of that cavern, um, all along the walls, you can see that there are thousands of these copper lights uh, that have been stacked up uh, almost in ceremonial uh, sort of uh, cairns uh, all along. And most of them have uh, carvings or, or stuff all over them. But you're talking about the caverns. I'm talking about the cavern. The, uh, the passage you're in is relatively clean. But you're talking about the cavern where the shamans are. Correct. Oh, just had an idea. Is there any loose stones or anything like that? That's what he just asked. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, nothing I just in had the, an idea. It's the, the same one that Cliff had. <laughs> He's been repeating me all night long, so it doesn't surprise me. I uh, am not. You, I've been doing everything as hastily as possible. I didn't want to burn them. You, right. you can hear these shamans chanting in their sort of hooty language. And how many shamans are in there? Seven or eight. You can't really count. They're in a. They're taller than you, and they're they're in a circle. So there's looking something. Back, looking back into that cavern, uh, and seeing that they're preoccupied, do I see a carn of these stones? How? What's the farthest distance to the closest one? I'd say maybe. 20 feet inside the cavern would be the closest one. And is there enough light from there with them surrounding this thing? Do I at least see a clear passage to this or am I still in the dark? I think so because most of the warriors are farther in than that. I will try to get some of those. 
hey, what if we go back to our, to the cage and and use some of those sticks and and grab them and be able to use them as makeshift spears, and we come back armed with those spears and attack this guard and get past him. It's worth a shot because you know if you throw stones, there's no, there's no guarantee that you're going to notice it or even care. No, or, no. Let's go and get something that we can hold on to. Those sticks were easy enough to break off. Maybe we can get something you know fairly pointy and and come back and 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 stab them as we run by. But James, you even said that there was rope holding that gate together. Let's get some of these stones and tie the stones to those sticks and make our own clubs. Something. Let's do something. But we're in the I dark. Get out of here. How are we, how are we, I don't know how we're going to do that. Like, we don't have any light source. I just, want, I just want a stick. Let's go back and get some sticks. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Let's go back and get some sticks. All right. Come on, Clive. Come on. I'll follow you, but at least let get some rope too, and maybe when we come yeah. by this way, yeah, yeah, we can get some of those stones, and we have enough light to fashion a club. Yeah, yeah. let's go. So uh, we're gonna right. head back in order to take some of those sticks that were being used as the the cell bars, and okay. try and fashion them into a at least uh, a few uh, spears and then some extra rope and sticks for uh, Clive. All right. So while you're doing that, Byron, you are feeling your way along. Uh, You quickly realize that uh, you've turned a corner and then you've turned another corner and you've hit a dead end and then you've turned another corner and now you're not really sure how to get back the way you came. Um, you can see that there is light somewhere ahead of you, but it's kind of a fiery yellow light, um, like like a flicker of torches. Mm. I must stay away from the lights, bad okay. kind of lights. Well, you realize then that you're just going to be hanging out in this tunnel. Yeah, I... I, I guess he, he will probably go against what he just said, so he will probably All move right. forward. He's not exactly in the right you, state. You move mind. forward, and you eventually get to a way where this passage opens up into a huge cavern. And when you look into the huge cavern, you can see that it's maybe um, 200 feet or so across, but maybe 500 feet side to side. You've come into the same cavern, but from the side passage. Um, the uh, shamans are all in the center. They seem to be in a circle, uh, making strange hooting chants. Uh, there are warriors in the room, and you can see the room is lined with these, these uh, coprolite stones. Um, there's something in the middle of the room. Um, it looks like a heap, a pile of something. Um, you can't really see it too clearly, though you can see the glint of both white and gray, like bones, maybe. Um, do a, a spot hidden for me. 
Uh, that is a success. There's a couple of moments when you're looking between the shamans at this pile that there seems to be something. The impression that comes into your mind is as if there were people in uh, sleeping bags and they're like crawling around the pile in these sort of pinkish gray sleeping bags. You can even see what you think are like you know, the stitch marks where it's sort of quilted around in a circle. It's, it's very strange. You don't see people, but they're sort of inching their way around. And then you realize that what you're looking at are maggots, but they're gigantic maggots, like six or seven feet long. You can do a sanity roll, <laughs> as if it matters. <laughs> as if, as if the, the, the dead giveaway of him saying J&J is not enough. Like 99. <laughs> oh. Do a 1d8. Sanity. Haven't you, gone, haven't you gone past your... Oh, yeah. Sanity? Five. Five? Yeah. Um, do an intelligence roll. Fail. <laughs> I got 38 on 80, so... You passed? Yeah. How horrific. All right. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Do, say, do, a, do a 1d8 for me. We'll see what happens. Five... All right. Um, okay. Now, this is something I put under psychosomatic. There's a very strange condition, and it's a real condition. Um, the connection in your brain, uh, one of the senses that we all have usually is an awareness of our bodies. We know where our hands are, where our feet are, and so forth. But in this case, you lose the ability to know where your limbs are unless you're actually looking at them, which means you can't take a step without looking at your feet and seeing where they go. You can't move your arms or your hands unless you can see them so you suddenly find yourself somewhat paralyzed and, and, and extremely handicapped as you're just standing there horrified and dumbfounded. All right, let's jump back to the other people. <laughs> um, you get back to the, the, the cell and uh, Marcus is there. Uh, uh, the others seem completely unwilling to leave the cell. Uh, Dr. Baker is completely... A delusional. He thinks that he's at a party thrown by his sister. He's retreated into a complete delusion. So what did you find? Is there where there I is am? One, of course not. There is one person guarding and there's a whole ceremony happening up there. So you kind of, kind of uh, like slowly or with a soft voice. We have to find a way to get past. It looks like one of those, one of those warriors guarding, but you know who knows what's past him. 
but there is one way to get through. You say one visible guard. That's How right. many of the others are there? At the, what There's like there? some weird ceremony happening in the middle of this cavern. It's huge. And I don't know, it's bad, bad news. Whatever that's, whatever's going on over there is bad news. And if we get outside in the dark in the forest, then what? Let's, let's worry about that as a secondary thing. Let's just try to get out of here. I just don't feel good about staying here. I feel like whatever's going on out there, they're going to come for us. I got a, I got a bad feeling in my bones. Dr. Rathmore, do an archaeology roll. Hopefully, hopefully this will actually work. Yep, a hard. We're actually right. extreme. 23. Thinking about what Dr. Clive had said earlier, you realize that um, that you could fashion um, clubs. Uh, the rope is strong enough. The sticks are sturdy enough. Um, you could literally tie one of those copper lights to the end of it. Copper lights. As a, as a bash tool. Well, could I take, take more than one? Can I take, can, is it possible to take a couple of those copper lights to make a, a, a larger, like... It would be hard to get them to tie together. Um, maybe How, two it's like, on either side. This yeah, I mean, they're, you know, about like that. Are any of them sharp at all? No. And they're really hard to break. The, the rubble in our little cell is... Not nothing is sharp in here. There's not really any any rubble, no. It's just human waste and dying people. Right. Uh, okay. Um, uh, is, is there, there is, is there, there any, any like museum in my backpack? Do a luck roll. Is there also any like torn clothing at all, or anything that's like you know kind of fabric or anything like that? Well, there's your torn clothing, and there's I mean, I've the got people who are in there, they're torn clothes and stuff. I've got. Let's tear some. Like, so I, I quickly say, let's tear some of this stuff to, 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 as Dr. Clive said, let's make some clubs, but let's tear, let's use some of our fabric. Let's get this. Maybe we can make a couple of different like makeshift clubs here, just in case, and everybody get one. Uh, uh, Marcus, do a, an idea roll. Clive is already feeling around towards some of the other bodies. Hard success some of Baker's team and that have already given up and he's already trying to take their belts off. Yep. Yeah. That's looking awesome. at a different, the looking at different kinds of clothes and, you know, whatever, so we can rummage. Um, the two that are probably least affected are, um, are uh, George Lynch. I mean, he's, he's very despondent but he's still in physically fairly good shape. And, uh, and Henry Bates. Um, Martin is kind of. Um, so the two, the, of them, the, two, the two of them that are actually okay, I want to quickly go over to them and say, like, have you, tried, have you tried leaving here? Have you tried getting out before? How? How would we get out? There's nowhere. We don't even know where to go. The, well, there's a, there's a, there, we just went down the corridor, and if we go in numbers, we can probably overwhelm one of the guards down there. Maybe. We have a map of the mines, if we can light it, and I've got 
I've, I'm afraid I've used most of my equipment, but I've got a lighter and, um, you know, this bits and bobs. Marcus, what you realize with that roll you made is that if you were to drop one of those copper lights into one of your socks, mm. you would have a kosh. A pretty good cudgel. Pretty, right pretty, pretty damn effective. Yeah, I can arm, I can arm four people without taking my boots off. <laughs> and James wants to get uh, hopefully three sticks that are uh, with broken ends. All three sticks hopefully are about the same length and then cluster them together and tie them together to get a sturdy three-pointed spear that he can he can jab okay. with. Okay. We'll say that's fairly easy enough for you to fashion. Okay. And I, yeah, can... I want to do something similar. I want to make a spear-like weapon as opposed to a club-like weapon. Okay. Unless we... We should have one club, though. Like maybe somebody can make it. Make yeah, the only thing you don't have is the copper light, so you'll have to get those. Yeah, but I want, I'm going to have this. It won't be a throwing spear because it doesn't have any aerodynamics to it, but it's a hold on to nice and tight and being clustered, it's less likely to snap. Hold on to your life spear. Yep. And I uh, can provide uh, ample short-term light because I've got lots of chemical paper, although I don't have useful magnesium strip but we can burn less snatch here to snatch there to see what we're doing would i have could i try a luck roll to see if in my pockets i have any of my archaeological equipment i'm presuming that they wouldn't take anything off of me in your pockets what kind of archaeological equipment i'm just you know at this point <laughs> something that would actually be like you know i don't know I'm just, I'm just trying to think of. Not sure. I, I'm not your archaeological a, a notepad and a, a pencil. <laughs> or um, my uh, a pick, pick, something like that. Do a luck roll. Stuff for a dig. Do it. Stuff for a dig, like for an actual. Well, there's dig. ice pick sort of tools that would be. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I, I have a feeling that somewhere along the lines, you wouldn't have bothered to take that with you when you were fighting off monsters in the street with your gun. No, but I did bring more. it with me before. And so like in the car, when we came up to the actual big site. So a luck roll's good because I might have stuck it into my pocket All and right. forgotten about it. Uh, I rolled a six. All right. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you got a little pick. Having, I got this. Having overheard Marcus's suggestions, uh, I'm removing socks from some of the other weaker people here. Give me your socks. Okay. Doubling you, them up so that when I put a copper light in it, at least it's not going to tear through one sock. Well, when you're going through uh, looking for belts, you do notice that um, Henry is in his underwear. Um, they were pulled out of bed, so he didn't really have time. He doesn't even have shoes on. Um, the other ones do, though, had managed to put some clothes on before they went out into the street. So you've got, I'm going to say you have two belts uh, and you have four socks. Okay. Well, I should have four extra socks in my backpack, too. Okay. So you've got plenty of socks. And we don't really, the socks that these guys have been wearing for a week are probably not going to be very load-bearing. They're filthy, but it's not like they're worn out. Right. 
should All be right. fine. Now we just need to get some of those copper lights. Would you hefted one from inside the gate? Is that right? No, he no. didn't get any. He no, didn't. We just saw that they were in useful cairns nearby. Okay. Who does does anybody have stealth to get into that cavern? We need. I have no idea how long that ceremony is going to last, but we need to get in there. Exactly. You know, I'm light on my feet for a bigger fella. Uh, and it, without that crazy person saying that they're Jane all the time, you know, as long as we can maintain a little, we can, you know, as long as we can move along the wall and fingertip to fingertip, we can probably. But Marcus, you know, there's some light from that cavern. So once we get to that fork along the passage we went, you can see into that cavern enough to be able to get to the closest pile of rocks, the copper lights. Yeah, there's there's Whatever firelight in that cavern. Right. Whatever we do, let's just go together and like let's just be as quiet right. as possible. Let's stick together. All right. Okay. So you move down the hallway and uh you get back to the spot that you were at. Um and you, you peek back out into the cavern. Uh were you going to try to get some copper lights, Dr. Hall? All right. Um, well, yeah, yes. I'll, I'll probably, we'll peer uh, in. I, I might okay. go first because I'm sneaky. If they're still, well, I see what anything's changed from before, right? There is. Uh, not, nothing. They seem to be in the midst of a ritual. The uh, shamans are all raising their hands and doing something. And there's something in the middle that you can't quite see um, glimpses of. Uh, white and pink or, or there's something there and um for clive he's he's more concerned of the number of shaman there that are a threat so he's more looking as long as they're not reacting to any noise on this end and clive doesn't have a backpack that could cause any unexpected noise so he's willing to crawl forward unless somebody else offers up better ability are you going to walk, crouch, or are you going to literally crawl? Um, Clive would uh, not know. Well, being able to see down here, he would crouch. There's no need to Honestly, crawl. Honestly, walk is a great option. You can stroll on out there. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best approach. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Nobody looks at the yeah. guy who's just walking. Um, all right. Uh, do a spot hidden roll as you move forward. Zero, one. Very good. I'm going to give you some bonus on that one. All right. So you're moving forward and you're almost halfway between the, the entrance and, and the, the pile of stones as you're moving. And when you do, you suddenly notice two warrior class creatures. Um, they seem to be alerted to something. They turn sideways. They're not looking at you. They're looking, uh, they're looking towards you in, in your right-hand direction. And they suddenly move towards the right. And as you look over, you see Byron. Um, uh, and he's, he's not looking at them. He's looking 
at the ground and his hands, <laughs> and he's making very staggering sort of moves forward. Way to go, Jay. Nice and as he's, as he's doing this, they, they rush up. They don't attack him, but they do grab him. I'm going to use that opportunity to quickly move up to start gathering some of the stones. All right. And I don't know if the others have, have kind of lined up behind me, but I'm going to get what I can in my shirt tail to bring okay. back. All right. So you're doing that. You're gathering the stones. And you got a really good roll. So as you're standing there, you're making sure that none of the warriors or anything suddenly notice you there. You're gathering the stones and you're looking over and you notice, the first thing you notice is there seems to be a pile of bones in the center of the room that they're surrounding and that there's something some things on the ground sort of crawling around, which you can't quite place. But the next thing you notice is when you sort of look up, you realize that whatever this structure in the, the cave is that's coming down from above, that the roof of the cavern is looks almost like black liquidy oil and that the thing coming down from the ceiling bulbous towards a point towards this pile of bones is alive it's this huge bulbous mass and that there are tentacles hanging down from this bulbous mass and these things are all worshiping it you can do it you just did a sanity roll i heard you. 92 <laughs> oh. uh do a 1d8 so much of the one roll and the luck roll escapes his lips a five Five. All right. Uh, <laughs> do a, a do an intelligence roll. Fail it. <laughs> Fail it. And for, that's going to be tough on a ninety. <laughs> Zero five. <laughs> uh, you realize that that this thing, whatever it is, is hanging down from above, but it. It doesn't seem to be coming from anywhere. It's coming from the blackness. Um, roll a 1d8. We'll see what happens to you. So you already got my five, right? Yeah. This so is to decide one. what your insanity. <laughs> oh. <laughs> your sudden bout of insanity. A seven. <laughs> All right. So um, I had the copper lights in my shirt tail. And, and here we are outside able, the cave was door. Was I able to pass any of them back before all this occurred? We're, sorry, watching, him, we're watching him sneak in, begin I, to gather copper lights in his shirt tails in the dim light. 
and he suddenly I, looks up I, I, and I, I, drops the copper lights on the ground. That's what I was going to ask. Right. Um, and what what did you say? I'm sorry, Clive. That's what I was saying. You were asking that. Yeah, they yeah. see this. Um, this is going to sound odd. Name, uh, name Dr. Hall's favorite fictional character from uh, from something you've read. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, that's not a fictional character. Uh, and you're talking from the uh, 1920s. So um, let's go... Uh, um, it's slipping my tongue. How about um, Edgar Rice Burroughs? Well, a fictional character of Edgar Rice Burroughs. Captain oh, Nemo. Oh, gotcha. There we go. Okay, Captain Nemo. Um, stepping out of the shadows is Captain Nemo. And he says, he says, oh, Clive. He says, I haven't seen you for such a long time. Please come on inside. Take a look at what I've been doing, he says and sort of motions you forward. You are hallucinating, that's what you've got. <laughs> hallucinating a significant fictional person. Um, all right, so the three of you. And so I am walking forward. Yeah, I mean, my God, it's actually Captain Nemo. Um, and he knows your name, you're flattered. Um, Dr. Coopersmith, Dr. Rathmore and Zundel, you see them <laughs> suddenly drop everything and just start walking forward going, Captain Nemo, how wonderful. I kind of roll so my eyes. We're my still in the hallway. Is there that one guard over there? Yeah. Out yeah. in the hallway? Mm-hmm. I rush him. Uh, you're going to rush him? All right. Spear. All right, uh, go ahead and... As I see him go past me, I quickly grab my spear and I'm going to go right next to him and just, we're both going to go at him. All right, go ahead and do an attack roll or a, a, a brawl. You're both going to do it, okay. Yeah. I will spend the five luck to make that a success. A standard right. success. Wait, get that clock till that one second. I can't see that one, okay, here we go. Uh, twenty nine. What am I? What am I getting? Going for? Uh, brawl. You're going for brawl. Where's Where's brawl? Fighting, Fighting brawl. I will spend four to make it a success. Okay. Um, I got a ninety three. So, uh, it doesn't actually even look in your direction as you come rushing up Talk. to it and uh, and hit it. Go ahead and roll for damage. Uh, we'll say well, that the, the stick spear, that's going to do 1d8, plus your your uh, damage bonus if you have one. Hmm. We are going to go over a little bit, but we're going to finish this. Thing. Three points of damage. Okay. Um, how about you, Professor? Hold on. Five points of damage. Okay. And hopefully skewering okay. him as well. You, uh, well, you don't skewer him, but you definitely uh, injure him. At which point, uh, he actually drops his spear. He's so surprised. 
Um, but he starts bellowing loudly. Grab his spear. <laughs> I drop mine, grab his. Uh, and then say, starts, quick, let's... He starts bellowing. Uh, Marcus, you suddenly notice that the other warriors in the chamber, uh, the closest ones, sort of turn because they hear the noise. Uh, the shamans continue without a bait. Um, and the, the warriors are starting to now move towards this entrance to the... Uh, I, I'm going to grab his spear as soon as I can and, and quickly run past and start to run out the... Yep, I want to run out. Marcus, come on! All right. <laughs> Marcus! Now, when, when, uh, when Professor Hall uh, lost it and uh -huh. the professors, without consultation, made for the lone... Uh, Guard. consultation at all <laughs> my intention was to rush in after hall just grab a couple of heavy ones look okay. at nothing and rush back out so if the bellowing happened as i was in the doorway and i turn back and see the warriors turn uh -huh. that makes sense okay and i'm gonna sock a couple of the heaviest copper lights i can and rush toward my fleeing academics okay well let's do this you run out there uh you grab a couple of copper lights but i need you to do a pow roll to see if you can resist not looking to see what dr hall was looking at oh four you resist all right I, um you are know, you the, gonna a little bit of drool on his lip is what made me think <laughs> right i see nothing and the the huge smile on his face yeah okay um, so you've rushed weird out. smell in there too. You've rushed out. You've grabbed these things. You've stuffed them in the socks as you're moving back to the back to the hall. I, I, to, to follow the, the academics, yeah. All right. So you run back. You've left off to Doctor Hall there. Oh yeah. Uh, Doctor Hall, uh, you now you see uh, Captain Nemo is is uh, about to introduce you to these very nice uh, fish people that are heading in your direction. Uh, you're pretty sure that's Neptune, that's, uh, that's uh, King Triton, and uh, so of course it's the warriors moving in your direction. Um, right, but for Clive, they're all of the fictional characters that he's read about. Right. And right. so he, he feels himself immersed in the story. And you are going to be under that influence for about eight rounds before <laughs> oh, you before you come I, to your senses. Byron will do something. I know he can't move, but if he can hear someone moving towards him, he will look down and drop to his knees. Okay, you he have to then, look down at your knees to make yeah, your legs work. He okay. will then look, when he's on his knees, he will look at his arms, bring them up, and he will bow. And he will say, I am Jane, I will take Jane's place, let me aid you. Let me help you. I will help you. Okay. Uh, the things come up on either side of you and grab you and lift you and start taking you forward. Don't know what's coming. Um, all right, Professor Rathmore, Professor Coopersmith, you uh, are running into the darkness of the tunnel. Oh, there's no more light. This was the end of the light. Right. Uh, okay. If you if you move forward, there's comes a point where you, you can't see anything. You have to put your hands out 
to make sure you don't okay. run into a wall. You can still move fairly quickly. I got um, my spear out, or whatever I stole that spear. Oh, it's me. You realize that the that the wall uh, that it's curving around, oh, and um, to your horror, or perhaps you realize it as you come to it that you can see light up ahead once again, but it's on the same side. It's it's leading once again into that same sort of central chamber. <laughs> And there now seems to be some commotion going on. Oh, we gotta get out of here. I don't know if there's a way out of here. Um, you have your spears. You ha have the thing's spear. Um, Marcus, you've run back to the thing. You're following behind them, and you've got a couple of these sock things. Um. The, As you uh, get... the 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 stone passage we're following, mm -hmm. it's it's an arch that's stone on top. There's not starlight above. Oh, no, there's no starlight above. Okay, it's all yeah. just yeah. We're just in a tunnel. You're in stone. a tunnel. Yeah, and who uh, knows how far underground? You don't know. Doctor Cooper Smith's map did not have big radial. It had no, it had nothing that looked like a cavern. Everything in there was straight and even. You are not, you're not in the mines. Um, I'll uh, try to beat your skull then if you try to stab me to death. All right. Very quickly, you find yourselves trapped. Um, there's not really any, any direction for you to run. Uh, the things come up behind you and ahead of you. And they don't attack you, but they motion for you to move into the big chamber. Oh, boy. The, the, the lit chamber. The lit chamber. Uh -huh. Yeah. We really um, don't have a choice. As you enter, you see a couple of things. You see across from you. Uh, you can see Byron on his hands and knees. Uh, at first, you think they must have forced him down, but then you realize that he's actually acting like he's worshiping. Um, you, know, you see Professor Clive, uh, who's been grabbed on either side and brought forward, uh, and you are now being prodded to move into the main chamber. And that's when the rest of you notice what Professor Clive saw, that there is this huge thing hanging down from the center of the uh, sacrifice. We're going to be sacrificed. Um, as you move forward, you begin to see more clearly uh, what exactly is going on. In the center of the room is a pile of remains you can see that there are human bones, animal bones, and there are even these creatures' bones in amongst them. There are a number of gigantic maggot-like creatures that crawl around on the bones. And there is this ginormous thing hanging down from the ceiling. 
that seems to be tenderly caressing the uh, maggot-like beings um, as they feed on and clean uh, the bones. I haven't got the artwork completely done, but that's kind of mm. the idea. Are those are those shells look like copper lights? Like things coming out of the ah, tentacles? Well, that's the next thing. What you see, what you notice. I I, would, I could have you roll for it, but I just won't. As you're standing there, uh, the horror comes when you realize that the maggots are shedding out the copper lights. <laughs> and that the shamans will go forward and very tenderly pick them up and then inscribe them and uh, put them in their place in their collection of copper lights. Uh, you're, you're, you're forced forward. You can all do, you can all do sanity rolls, uh, except for those of you who are already completely bananas. So Rathmore and I are in there now also? Yeah. All right. Yeah. 18. I made it. I rolled a 32. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I made 18 out of 70. I made my sanity. I rolled an even 30. Okay. If you pass, just do a 1d4 on your sanity. No chance of an insane break. Two. Um, You have not been disarmed. Uh, but you have been forced forward, and uh, you've been forced to stare at this thing. Uh, when you look up at it, you realize that it seems to vanish into blackness, like a, almost as if there were a pool of black oil that it was reaching out of. Um, the things are hooting, and they are worshiping. Uh, can I use my spear and fall upon one of those uh, maggot things and try and kill it? Sure. Let's try that. Um, <laughs> uh, do a yeah, do an attack roll. Uh, a regular attack. Go ahead. Uh, oh, oh, I don't have enough luck to do that. It's a miss. Okay. Uh, you stab at it, um, uh, but yeah, well, it doesn't react at all. But you don't you don't hit it either. Um, at which point, one of the warriors grabs the spear out of your hand and uh, throws it back, throws it on the ground behind you, and brings its hand down on top of you to slap you down to the ground. Uh, does eight damage oh i think that kills me yeah (laughs) it probably snaps your neck it then kicks your body forward and one of the magnets starts moving towards uh towards dr cooper smith what do the rest of you do oh my god (laughs) that's like a major massive thing um jesus i think So I, um, I I turn to Marcus and I go and like quickly I go like flash. Yeah, well you, I most of it was in the jars. If I light all the silver paper I have, 
maybe we can burn a little bit of it. But I'd rather burn than be part of it. Uh, I'm going to try to calmly shift my backpack to the, my front. Okay. So as not to, and I'm happy to sort of be on my knees for a bit. Um, I don't and know I'll play along. I'll actually go to my knees as well with this here because I'm kind of right. weary. We do, yeah, we can do a little. Uh, do you have anything flammable? You you might have some I, uh, bullets in a pocket still because I know you were gonna you plan to reload. I should I could possibly have some bullets in my pockets. Can I roll a luck? Sure. Don't you maybe have a lighter? Oh, I, I think we probably both would. Lighters, That's so, I didn't think I'm we both. I'm looking look for a maximum out. amount of fire. Yeah. I probably have a lighter as well. What should, what should be able to, well, I, I don't know what you're playing. Go ahead. Well, I rolled, a, I rolled a luck. I rolled 25 on my luck, so. All right. And that passes? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. manage, you find a couple of bullets in your pocket. So we can add the gun, a little gunpowder. Pass to it. The silver colloid paper in my backpack, and we light it up and link arms and throw ourselves into that mass. Try to try to immolate. I mean, I'd rather burn up than be part of that, wouldn't you? You're throwing yourself well, into the the bones. I wouldn't about throwing ourselves into it. I always just throw the backpack into it and see what happens, right? Like. Oh, Jesus. I don't want to, I mean, if you want to throw yourself, you can, but I'm not going to throw myself into that. Like, I don't think I could, I could do that as a, as a okay, sane okay. human being without, okay. without going. Now, if we, if we were insane, but I'd be like, have, yes. You have to kill me if it doesn't work. Well, sure. Let's, let's burn that bridge. But the problem is that like, I think at this, I mean, this is, this is a GM's discretion. Like we made our sanity rolls. So I, 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 I don't think we would um, willingly kill ourselves, no I matter what the, this is. I think the thing is, is that Marcus has already said it. Um, uh, but what I was asking, it, well, he doesn't necessarily drag you along with him, but uh, if he yeah. wants to sacrifice himself, do you throw yourself into the mass of bones and maggots, or do you try to throw yourself into the arms of this thing hanging down from the ceiling? Scramble up the mass toward that ovipositor from hell. Okay. Like, All right. I mean, yeah. Um, less, yeah. Do a dex roll to see if you can scramble up the, the, the pile of bones Yeesh. and effluence. Man, student by I rolled student. three zeros. All right. <laughs> Not fair. I mean, I was slimy, but geez. Uh, you roll forward. Uh, uh, you try to climb onto the bones and you immediately start to slide. Um, have you already lit the? Uh, the yeah, before I ran, I'm. Right. You know, I didn't go for magnesium, but paper, sure. Okay, well, do a luck roll. Already, this could be a, this could be awesome, actually. Nineteen. All uh, right. That's the luck roll is is that as you slip and fall in the effluence and dead carcasses. Um, Riving magic. Your your backpack flips open and all the contents spill out and go off in a blinding <laughs> uh, blinding flash of light uh, and heat. Um, the bullets uh, are ignited and start going off. Um, 
I'll just say that none of you get hit by bullets, except Dr. Cooper Smith gets hit by like five of the bullets, but it doesn't matter. He's dead anyway. Um, the Flash, for some strange reason, causes Byron and Dr. Hall to sort of snap out of it. Uh, you're not exactly sure where you are uh, for a couple of seconds, but then you remember the whole incidents of what's happened. Um, and you find Captain yourselves Nemo. on the ground. Captain Captain Nemo, where'd you go? I I am still, by the way, actually, for, I am still doing this. Okay, the creature's response to this, especially the shamans, is to sort of, you know, they, they blind their eyes. They're not used to the, the bright light. Uh, actually, at this point, you guys really aren't either. Um, uh, but this sort of explosion from your backpack um, seems to, it kills one of the, uh, the maggot creatures. Uh, the maggot creature sort of splatters. And when, it do, when that happens, the shamans sort of back away. They sort of back away uh, in obvious fear, but not of the light or you, of something else. And you suddenly notice them all moving quickly uh, towards the tunnels behind you. Uh, so you're standing there for a moment, almost alone with the other maggots and this gigantic thing, which begins to probe around for its maggot baby that's just exploded. You guys do. Uh -oh. <laughs> we got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Our strong word is flee. Yeah. I think uh, grab, a, grab a sphere and I'm going to be looking around and I don't know, it's I, like following, kind of sort of following the shine. I am Jane now, but I must go back to the forest. No, you've snapped out of it. <laughs> oh, back to normal. Uh, Maybe you should have seen his Jane. But... He, he still has a bit of Jane in him. He's not okay. going to. He's not going to. You just liberate. Fully forget Jane. Yeah. Um, he's, he's half. He's half. The creatures are still blocking the exits, so um, there's not really anywhere for you to go. What do you? Anything? Uh, How many creatures are? When he sees, when he sees, now that now that he realizes he's back to reality, and he sees the shamans with that fear in their eyes running away, he's following. Okay. Well, they're not going to leave the chamber. They're going to run back from the center of it. Then um, I'm going to where I came in. Okay, that's the same thing. That's now clogged with. Oh. these creatures. So there is um, no other exit from here then? Not without going through them. Somehow it's, it's outside. When I saw Byron in the other uh, entryway, is that also clogged? Correct. All of, these cre all of these things have moved away from the center of the room, but now they're, they're all the way around you guys. Okay. So, crap. I'll hold up. Um... The thing in the middle is writhing around, uh, and it's becoming agitated. Yeah, it seems to notice that something has happened. Um, 
Uh, How's the fire going? Uh, the the fire has flashed up, but it's it's died down. Um, so the the matter in the heap is is too wet to to maintain it. Correct. And as soon as that happens, you notice the other maggot things moving towards the carcass of the other maggot and starting to eat the shreds of of flesh that are suddenly available to it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna find my copper light socks and start swinging as I walk up the upward toward the critters because I'm gonna make them kill me or kill them and get out. I'm gonna turn around and go toward the whatever the blocking shamans with my spear out. And just move towards them to kind of like get past them. Okay. Dr. Clive? Uh, Clive um, was still hallucinating when Marcus did his thing. So he doesn't really have any realization that he's ignited any maggot or anything. So the fact that he's stuck in there and there's copper lights everywhere, he's already fashioning his. Uh, uh, the rolling them inside the socks, and he's going to try to beat his way through those that are clogging the exits. Okay, and uh, Byron, uh, he will he wants to get out, so he'll probably follow Rathmore. All right, all right, at this point in the story, I don't honestly think there's any way for you to get out. Um, we could roll battle, but you'd be very quickly overwhelmed. Um, you'd probably be dragged to the center, killed and fed to the maggots. So I think that's where we will end the story. Um, and we can discuss what could have happened otherwise. Um, and that's that's the end of our story. So, why could <laughs> dead? Yay! Another successful Cthulhu adventure. I, we I died. just wanted to go back to the forest. He wouldn't have gone back to society. He couldn't have lived. All right. So, a quick rundown of what where we went with this. Um, at some point, uh, what these creatures were was they were basically sand people or sand dwellers. Except, and it was so funny that when we were doing uh, India, uh, uh, that it was sand dwellers, and I'm like, going, "Oh shit, I'm just going to pull sand dwellers again," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but what we had done is we said they weren't just quite sand dwellers; these were sand dwellers that had moved into a more rocky area, and they had discovered the brood mother. We called her. Uh, this thing that protrudes into our universe and they had worshipped her and over the centuries they had become rocky they had gotten points and become more like uh, like horny toads or horned, horned lizards um, that they had lived here for a long time that the American Indians had eventually come to this area and uh, may have originally settled in Chichahalo the, the these things didn't like that so what they did is they used the copper lights 
to spoil the food of the Indians. The Indians decided it was an evil place and they never came back. Um, then the mining town came and kind of the same thing happened. Uh, the, they, they were mining and eventually they broke into these tunnels. Uh, if you had looked at the map and you had looked at the dates along the side and the tunnels were dated as well, that there was one tunnel that was dated in the, in the corner uh, that was after the, it hadn't been recorded. And that was where they broke into the tunnels. Um, it actually, I can actually looked like that when they broke into the tunnels. Anyways, the things came out and they started to try to do the same thing. They started leaving these stones around the town to spoil their food and make them go away. But these people didn't go away. And uh, it got more and more annoying to the, the rock dwellers. And the rock dwellers finally did what they could to massacre them, take them down into the tunnels, and feed them to the brood mother or the brood mother's brood. Um, Jane was the daughter of Jason Mel, and she was taken down there as well. And she did, because she went insane, she did kind of what Byron did. She became subservient. She started worshiping this thing. And uh, we were kind of thinking along the lines of, if you remember, um, Dances with Wolves, uh, the white girl who ends up being with the Indians as a kind of member of the tribe, but at first a slave. So that's what had happened to Jane. She had been part of these things and she had learned magic in the process and eventually gotten some liberty to go out and live in the woods. Uh, but she, was, she had learned how to extend her life. So she would occasionally catch somebody and use the magic that she had learned down in the caves to uh, extend her life. Uh, but she had a thing with these creatures that, if, that, they, if, that she would share. So she would have some of them, her victims go to them and she would keep some of the victims. In this case, she kept Claire and, uh, and the other guy while all of the other ones, she negotiated with these creatures. You can have these if I can have those two. And so that's where, that's where you guys came into the story. Um, one thing that almost happened that I was kind of hoping would happen is um, you almost injured the brood mother. And had you injured the brood mother, our climactic scene of the story would have been that this huge thing hanging down would have suddenly withdrawn. It would have gone up into the black pool of darkness. And the thing that it was attached to, you said it, it was an ovipositor. The actual thing would have then turned around in cosmic space and then ripped its head down through the hole and wiped, obliterated everything. The, the, the rock dwellers would have just ran for their lives at that point. But you would have gotten to see, stare into the face of this otlocknotchous sort of thing that was laying its eggs in our universe. Um, any, uh, there, would, there, would, there would have been no sanity rolls for that. Yeah, you would. that would have been a 1D100 uh, sanity roll. <laughs> I kept waiting for somebody to get the red mess and just start shooting it or something. And 
and that would have been the end. That would have been the dramatic, horrifying end of the story. Okay, critiques and questions from any of. So my first question is, um, Dr. Baker's unfinished letter in his room. Mm -hmm. Dr. Baker, uh, uh, the some of the it says in his journal that some of the people thought that maybe the kid had done it. And Dr. Baker started to write the letter, and then he just started thinking, you know, the kid couldn't have followed us 14 miles out there on foot. And so he crumpled it up and threw it away. It didn't make any sense. So that, that's all there was. If you call that, it's sort of a half red herring. It's not really of any significance, but it seemed natural to the story. And the things we're trying to get you guys to leave by throwing rocks at you. Okay. Um, once you had left West Haven, you had taken the stone with you. Uh, things started to go back to normal in West Haven as far as the food, food being spoiled. So just that one copper light in the Penman, Pen, Pen, yeah, the Penman uh, Hotel, right. that was it, doing all the spoilage throughout the town? It had been there for over a week, yeah. And it was fully, fully had the full magic spell or whatever on it. Um, and the reason why it's cold is because it's actually an extra dimensional poop. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> the coldness of space. Right. Exactly. Trapped in that little rock. Uh, the final, the final cave scenes uh, seemed to. If anything, it, it seemed too confining. Like, like I, at a certain point, I thought, "Oh, we must have been magically transported here," because it didn't seem like there was an exit. You were you knocked know. out and you were dragged. But when we were, you know, fought past the guy, I think there. It didn't seem like that uh, was going to do us any good because we went through a dark tunnel and ended up making our way back instead of having options to try and and get out. Well, one of the things that could have happened is you could have gone to the mines yourselves before you were attacked. Um, part of the problem was Jane's, uh, Jane's involvement. She was involved. Um, as soon as you people showed up, uh, she went to the, the, the mines and and gave them the information that you were here, that uh, she wanted a deal. She wanted at least two of them, and the rest of them could be yours. She's the one who wrecked the cars. Um, and she didn't really know. The, uh, the creatures themselves wouldn't have even known how to open up the, the hoods of the cars, or that you could even open up the hoods. But Jane had a very limited knowledge of autos, only because she'd seen them. Um, but she, I mean, they obviously weren't even invented when she, in 18, 1862. She's um, a human with tool use. She knows how to open, right? you know, a latch of something because that's our invention. Right. So she sabotaged that. She sabotaged your car. Um, she just was trying to find every which way to make sure that you couldn't get out even if you could have escaped, once you were stuck in the town, you were kind of doomed because even if you'd run off into the woods, those creatures would have found you. They know the woods pretty well. 
Um, I shouldn't have gone. I should have she, just stayed at Jane's. I, I didn't expect you to go to Jane's and kill her. Otherwise, she would have been part of this whole end uh, of the story. She would have shown up, up to negotiate your surrender. <laughs> what are you on about? She was there through me. Was yeah, you were bananas. <laughs> it was, it was. I liked it. It was a really good scenario. I liked all the setup. I liked the uh, uh, the inciting incident to get you, you know, to get you going into it. Um, I liked it. I think this would be a good one to be published. I liked yeah. it. I, I I am curious to know if there was an actual scenario to survive. There's always a scenario to survive these things, right? Like. Not always, this- but uh, in this case, I, I don't know. Uh, when we were talking to Oscar, he said, you know, it's possible that they might just get to the mining town and then leave, you know, because we had to kind of give you incentive to make you at, at some point think that maybe Baker and his team were still alive. Uh, we didn't end up doing that. Uh, and, and I was almost faced with it at the end of last episode that you guys might have just left um and oscar said if that's the case let them do that then they survive um of course we had byron we i, I hadn't i hadn't fixed uh, i hadn't expected byron um, no one expected byron to do what he did <laughs> i, no I never expected byron total wild, total and, wild and card i gotta know I what is survived. on your face oh tomato ketchup Oh my goodness! That's what's on my face. It's like it's like (laughs) jerky. Yes, it's kind of like you know you did that. You did that. It was awesome, and I kept thinking that oh, if that's ketchup, he's going to go. He's going to go. I I'm I'm going crazy. I got this blood on my oh son of a bitch! I got vinegar in my eye. (laughs) Uh, It's like dried into my eyebrow. It's really. (laughs) It was brilliant. Hilarious. People are gonna love that. <laughs> this is gonna be a great episode, a great ending. Yeah, the comments will be really fun. I feel <sighs> my, my, my one concern I have is that I don't believe that a town as small as West Haven can completely forget the mining town that got abandoned after the monsters went. It just seems well, like they're hill people, and there was a mine, and there was money there, and then it had a name. So, well, it but was, it was it was a long it was long before West Haven was even founded. It predates West Haven, yeah. Um, but we West Haven was on a train line, and well, there was no train when West Haven was when when Mel's Mel's Creek was there. In fact, when Mel's been, Creek was there, it was an illegal mining town. But it would have been had on the church. book because of his productivity. Maybe, except that it was an illegal mining town. But it had a church. I don't think there's ever an illegal mining town that built a church. Well, maybe we'll get rid of the church. The church's not really important to the story anyway. Um, uh, hotel, general store. I don't know. I, I mean, I would have to do historical research, but I'm... I might want to scale back the extent to which it was a town and make it an encampment or something. That's, that's yeah, I mean, because that that's the only thing that was like weird. It's like, you know, even if it was a town and even if it was like oldish, it, it, it shouldn't be a town necessarily because like, you know, even at that time frame, like how, even though we're talking about a, a long time ago, like how quickly does a town just become completely desolate 
so quickly. I mean, I guess it could, but I mean, it just doesn't seem, it seems like it would be better if it was an encampment. Well, or, what was the, what was the town uh, associated with the term Roanoke? Mm-hmm. Was it Jamestown that just Well, that was hundreds of years earlier. That was when we barely made encroachments. Well, it's like there was no civil, you know. I guess we're thinking that South Dakota, it's it's very wild territory. It's mostly Indian territory. Um, um, and this had been snuck in there by by Jason Mel, who wanted to see if he could strike it rich, and uh, and then it was massacred. You know, but people that might make the first chapter interesting that there were rumors about the massacre. Well, we, you know, we was actually it the Indians have, who did it, or was there an infighting? Was it we, a, was it? We had information at the library um, that there was that there would be some sort of record of a mining town, uh, whether it had a name or not, um, and maybe its general location. But it would have been on an old map. And what, like you say, almost completely forgotten. Needs a little work. Needs a little work. In I mean, I, I could see it because maybe it's located in, in what is later assumed to be Indian territory. And so maybe it's not as uh, accurately surveyed or have clear historical records on. And it could eventually, you know, the name of the town you know, and the mining and the fact of the mining town could uh, fade into legend and lore because it is located in Indian territory and nobody goes out there. You know, well, and how often, how often in Lovecraft you have places like Innsmouth and Dunwich, which don't right. show up on any maps. I mean, they always say yeah. that in the I, books. I, 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 I don't think there's too much. I think there is a possibility. I mean, I think we could allow for suspension of disbelief for this you know because of that but but if to make it more authentic and real yeah you could do that you know do that i mean the uh, yeah like the only thing i would say is that like it would be just great if there's like some plausible way to survive it even after you encountered them now maybe that's not true like maybe once they come that's the end but well you could yeah. join them i think that they would if you were worshiping i think byron had a good good chance i was of... trying that's what i wanted to do <laughs> If you're worshiping, then they're not going to, to feed you. Too. Well, yeah, but let's be honest. He went insane. And so, like, and, like maybe if we go insane, then that would be a possibility. But, like, it is a maybe, horror story. <laughs> it's also a, a matter of opinion whether that counts as survival. And, and even right. when I sat out there, I would have... Yeah. We're all academics, too. So I got to hit the hay. All right. Well, let me, let me give my out exit before oh, we, yep, before we let's stop. Do it. Our players included John Hook, Bill Riggle, Josh Harwood, David Gassaway, and Harish Rao. With yours truly as the Keeper of the Secrets, we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. You can find a link in the description of below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of the Role-Playing Game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Mm-hmm.